Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Sports Ball Podcast. What a game last night. Absolutely insane. Congratulations to the Vikings. They keep their playoff hopes alive. We will get to that later on. But, man, Dalvin Cook in his triumphant return just showed that he is still one of the best running backs in the league. But, however, I have to start on a more sorrowful note this morning. If you have not heard, uh, former wide receiver um, Demarius Thomas has passed away at the age of 33. It was a medical issue, according to reports. Demarius Thomas just retired literally in July of this year. He went ahead and called it quits. A very unfortunate loss for the NFL fan base, the NFL community. I went ahead and I watched Demarius Thomas in multiple Denver games. So this is a massive loss to the football community. He was 33 years of age, would have been 34 on Christmas Day, which is very, very sad. Gone way, way, way too young. Um, I just want to go ahead and talk about him a little bit, how I remembered him, how I want you guys to remember him. You know, uh, he went ahead and he had an 11-year career uh, in the NFL, mainly played for Denver, had a few quarterbacks, you know, Orton, Tim Tebow, Peyton Manning, just to mention a few. Um, when he came out, he was 6'3", 225. The guy had killer speed. He made a Pro Bowl four times, won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. He ended up leaving his career as uh, he had 721 reception yards, 9,763 yards receiving, and 63 touchdowns. Um, I don't know if you would call it Hall of Fame worthy, but I always thought that Demarius Thomas was a top five talent in the league. I really thought that he was an amazing, amazing football player. It's really sad to see him go so soon. After the 2019 season in Denver, he went ahead and bounced every every which way. He went to the Jets. He went to uh, New England. He he really couldn't find a home, and eventually he just decided to call it quits. It is a shame that he passed away. Um, I guess he passed away in his home, and like I said, it was due to a medical issue. So I will go ahead and I will remember Demarius Thomas, namely um, in a playoff in a playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers with Tim Tebow at the uh, helm, the very first play of the. Overtime, uh, Tim Tebow dropped back. It was just a quick slant route to Demarius Thomas. Thomas took it to the house to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and move his team on to face New England in New England, where they eventually got walloped. But uh, Demarius was somebody that you go ahead, and I'm sure that he was a great guy in the locker room. He seemed like a great leader. 
and it is a very sad day for the football community. Okay, so with that, let's move on to the Vikings and Steelers from last night. What a game, especially up toward the end. I really thought that it was going to be a blowout at halftime, but turns out the Steelers came back. Vikings let them hang around. The Vikings eventually got the win 36-28. to But let's go ahead and look at the whole picture, right? The Vikings at the end of the first half were up 23 to nothing. 23 to nothing. And they won 36 to 28. That's crazy. Pittsburgh went ahead and came back very quickly. I mean, they they went ahead and they scored seven seven points in the third quarter. And then again, you're just sitting there like, well, this game's over. There's no real reason to go ahead and be here. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, Pittsburgh scores 21 points, and you're sitting there going, what in God's name is going on? Those are two teams that are fighting for a playoff spot, and Minnesota got the better of them. But, you know, I I, I can't 100% count the Steelers out. I, I, I wrote them off as a team that's like, yeah, they're not going to get in the playoffs. I, I still don't think they're going to get in the playoffs. But Pittsburgh is not going to go away from other teams. They they are really showing that. Minnesota, I, I it's so wishy-washy. I, I have no idea who's going to show up and who isn't. It's crazy. It really is. Dalvin Cook had an unreal night last night. He had 27 carries, 205 yards, and two touchdowns, which he averaged about 7.6 yards a carry. Absolutely unreal. He just came back, too. Dalvin Cook is still, in my opinion, one of the top five running backs in the league. You know, I know that he had stuff going on off the field, and we still don't know what's becoming of that. But Dalvin Cook is he, hes unreal. He If he can go ahead and get you that powerful running game. And here's the crazy thing, too. And... It, it, it pertains to Kirk Cousins, too, is that you, with defenses, you have to honor Dalvin Cook. You cannot go ahead and just say, yep, they're going to go ahead and pass this ball. No, if they're going to play action pass, you have to go ahead and honor that runner. Dalvin Cook is dangerous. I think his his longest run of the night last night was 30 yards. But it was, it, it was unreal how he just... Out of a gun, like out of a gun, he just shot. It was like he never missed a beat. You know, the Steelers, their defense, I I always have issue with their defense. Their defense is good. It's not. It's good. It's not. Um, they have somebody who's in contention for defensive player of the year, and that's T.J. Watt now. T.J. Watt is in my opinion, up there with Micah Parsons as Defensive Player of the Year. But, I mean, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I, I, I don't know what I'm getting. They, they have great weapons on offense. They got James Washington. They have Chase Claypool. Najee Harris is a great piece at running back. Um, Big Ben 
this this is going to be his last year, then he's trying to go out swinging. He was 28 of 40 last night, 308 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. He outdueled Kirk Cousins, who was 14 of 31, 216 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Big Ben is, if you let him get going, he's still got that scary like piece to it. And that that's one thing that kind of makes the Steelers dangerous. They're going to be a team that's going to go ahead and try and wreck your playoff hopes. That's what it comes down to. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But overall, I really thought that the Vikings were going to win this game easily. Then they let Pittsburgh hang around, and that scares me a little bit for the Minnesota defense. If their defense can go ahead and do that, they almost did it against Green Bay, where they almost gave up the win. Um, however, Green Bay's defense went ahead and did the exact opposite of what they were supposed to do. But Minnesota's defense is up in the air. That's why I think they need to go defense in the draft um, for the 2022 draft. They need some help on defense. They need to go ahead and make sure that they can seal games away. They can't allow teams to go ahead and get up on them or give them uh, false hope, I guess you could say. We'll see what happens later on down the line. Right now, they're still both in a playoffs position. Minnesota more so than Pittsburgh. But right now, if I had to trust anybody, I'm honestly trusting Pittsburgh over Minnesota. I would trust Pittsburgh over Minnesota despite their loss last night. I would still take Pittsburgh if I was in a crucial playoff position. I just saw more from Pittsburgh than I did Minnesota. While Minnesota got off to that hot start, I saw more at the end with Pittsburgh than I did with Minnesota. Okay, let's talk about teams that will need a quarterback next year, right? So here's just a couple of teams that I have picked out right now. So the teams that I have that can need a quarterback from like most crucial to um, eh, not so much. I only have three of them. Um, Pittsburgh, the New York Giants, and the Miami Dolphins. Now you say Miami has their quarterback. Why did they go ahead and change him? I'm not completely sold on Tua. That's just me. But let's look at Pittsburgh right out of the gate. Now, granted, Ben Roethlisberger played well last night, but he already said to teammates, according to the report, that he will not be back next year for the Steelers. And that really leaves them with no true successor. They have Mason Rudolph, who is average at best, and they have Dwayne Haskins, who is, in my opinion, below average at best. Here's somebody that I think they should go after, And I really think it depends on if they win the Super Bowl or not. But I think that they should chase after Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron kind of did a – earlier on in the year when the Steelers and the Packers played each other, Aaron kind of did a little flirting thing with uh, Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they have a very good respect for each other. Um, It's mutual respect. Aaron Rodgers, I feel like, would fit the culture over there at Pittsburgh 
not only like Green Bay is it a history-ridden franchise, it's something that is so iconic. It's big market when you think about it because Pittsburgh is just so historically great with their six Super Bowls. I think that Rodgers would fit in Pittsburgh, especially with him having the weapons that he has with James Washington and Chase Claypool, Najee Harris in the background now, or in the background, in the backfield. Now, here's the thing. Do you want to trade that for that and put aside Devontae Adams, you put aside Aaron Jones, Corey Dillon, or not Corey Dillon, A.J. Dillon, you know, I, I wouldn't really consider Alan Lazard a step up from Chase Claypool. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's speedy, but I still don't trust him. Robert Tunyon, you know, you've got these guys on the offensive side that can go ahead and be really viable weapons. However, if they could somehow manage to swing Devontae Adams over to Pittsburgh along with Aaron Rodgers, that would be huge because then you have James Washington, Devontae Adams, and uh, Chase Claypool in there as well. And you basically got yourself a three-headed monster. So Aaron could also go ahead and benefit from having a legitimate defense. I do like Pittsburgh's defense when they are completely healthy. They have one of the best pass rushers in the NFL in TJ Watt. He leads the league in sacks with 16. I, I just I trust Pittsburgh's defense to the point where I think that Rodgers would be able to take the Steelers and excel them to a legitimate Super Bowl run. I don't trust Big Ben anymore. I think they have the pieces there. They just need a really good quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is that good quarterback. Let's look at his career so far as it stands right now. As far as uh, pass attempts to completed passes, he's 4,532 completed passes on 6,960 attempts. That's a 65.1 completion percentage. That's absolutely insane. He's got 54,123 yards in his career, 435 touchdowns, 93 interceptions. He's had 17 seasons in the NFL. Now, mind you, three of those were spent on the bench behind Brett Favre. But in the time that he has started, he is one of the best quarterbacks I have ever seen in my life. Time. I thought that Brett Favre was good. Aaron Rodgers completely blows Brett Favre out of the water. The two best quarterbacks I've ever seen play the game are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Hands down, end of story, personally. Now, let's move to New York. The Giants, the Giants need a quarterback. I do not trust Daniel Jones. I don't think Daniel Jones is it. I don't think he has been it. Come the Thanksgiving week, I was like, uh, you know, Daniel Jones just, I, I, I would go out and get somebody else. I really think that you need to go ahead and try and strike a deal with Seattle and try to get Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson would fit very well in New York, mainly because he's big time. He's a big time guy. Him and his wife, Sierra, they're big time people. Where would you rather go? Would you rather go to uh, Pittsburgh? Would you rather go to uh, Denver? I know Denver's in need of a quarterback. Um, 
or would you rather go to Miami? Um, you know, it, it, it's places like that. By the way, uh, Denver would also be a good destination for Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Um, Denver is just a quarter, a good quarterback piece away from being a Super Bowl contender. That's why I didn't really put them on the list, mainly because if they get somebody who is good, then I think you're all right. But, and I'll actually get to Denver in a second, but Russell Wilson, I think, would do well with what he has around him as well. Having Kenny Galladay in there, having um, Saquon Barkley, the defense is okay to start. If they do a little bit of rebuilding, I think they'll be all right. I think Russell Wilson would do well with Joe Judge's system. Joe Judge, head coach of the New York Giants, but... I think that you need to go ahead and try and strike a deal for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, as far as his career so far, he's 2,994 completed passes on 4,594 attempts. That's a 65.2 completion percentage. He's got 35,988 yards on the year, 281 touchdowns to 85 interceptions in the span of 10 seasons. Obviously, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are both Super Bowl champions. Russ has been to a couple Super Bowls, one he won, one he lost. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things of like where Russell Wilson, I think he would go ahead and succeed. You could tell he is not happy in Seattle. Seattle just doesn't fit his culture anymore. Pete Carroll is more focused on his defense than he is his offense. And it's really sad because... Seattle has weapons. They have DK Metcalf. They have Baldwin. They have these guys that they can go ahead and convert into real legitimate studs. But you just you don't see it with the play calling. And I think that Russ has had enough, and he wants to go somewhere that is a winning culture. Now, there I, I mentioned Denver earlier. And I think they need to go after Deshaun Watson. I think Watson would be a really good pickup. Deshaun Watson is a generational talent. The only problem is we have no idea what's going on with Deshaun Watson right now with all the allegations and stuff like that that has not been settled and probably won't be settled for a while. But I think that the team that needs Deshaun more is Miami. Miami has the right pieces to make a legitimate playoff run. Brian Flores is a very good coach, and Miami's starting to heat up right now. But I don't think that Miami should go ahead and be like, you know, yeah, we're sticking with Tua. Tua is very careful with the football. He will not turn the ball over. However, Tua doesn't have the arm strength that he... He is no, he's not known for his arm. He's injury prone. I don't trust Tua Tagovailoa. I think that you need to go ahead and get somebody else. And I think that if you can trade for Watson, that'd be huge. If you go ahead and send Tua a few draft picks over, like two or three first-round draft picks, maybe another player for Deshaun Watson over to the Texans, that's huge. The Texans can go ahead and figure out what they want to do from there. Deshaun Watson, as far as a career right now, 1,186 completions 
1,748 pass attempts, which is a 67.8 completion percentage. He's got 14,539 yards, 104 touchdowns, 36 interceptions. He's been in the league for five years. This one he sat out this year because he wants to A, be traded, and number two, you just don't want to go ahead and be on the field when all this crap is going on off the field. You know what I mean? With all the court cases and allegations and all that stuff, I wouldn't want to be playing on a football field because people will go ahead and they'll be like, well, is this affecting his performance? Is this doing this? Deshaun needs to focus on this first. That's the bottom line. So as it would stand, I think that Aaron Rodgers should go to Pittsburgh. I think that Russell Wilson should go to New York. And I think that Deshaun Watson should go to either Denver or Miami. I would lead more toward Miami than I would in Denver. I don't know. I would actually like to see like Matt Ryan or somebody in Denver kind of because I think Matt Ryan, if the Falcons could get off of his contract, I think that the Falcons would have, you know, a good shot at getting somebody in the draft if they wanted to. Let's say they did deal Matt Ryan to Denver, then you could go ahead and get uh, Matt Coral from Ole Miss and you could start developing him right away. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens when the season is all said and done. But that's a coin flip kind of deal. Maybe Aaron Rodgers and the Packers win the Super Bowl and Aaron stays another year. Maybe the Seahawks and Russell Wilson work something out. Maybe Tua plays out of his mind and gets him to the playoffs. There's all these different scenarios that could be in place. I just want to see what happens moving forward. Alrighty, with that, let's move on to some predictions for this week in the NFL. I'll be going through each game, going ahead and talking about what you think. What I, or excuse me, what you think. What I think the outcome of the games are going to be. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started on that. So, we already got the outcome of the Steelers-Vikings game. It was 36-28 to 28 Minnesota. I already discussed that a little bit as far as everything. Um, so, we got that taken care of. Now, starting on Sunday, we got the Ravens and the Browns. I would go ahead and take Cleveland, mainly because they got both their running backs back. So, Baker doesn't have to throw the ball as much. You're going to go ahead and see the Ravens' defense struggle a little bit. Lamar Jackson has not looked like Lamar Jackson over the course of the last few weeks. So right now, I would go ahead and put it on Cleveland. I think Cleveland will go ahead and win that game 24-21 to in a shootout. Jaguars versus Titans. I would go ahead and say that the Titans are going to win that game. I think that the Titans have... Some good pieces around them. I think Ryan Tannehill can lead you to a victory with that. Plus, the Titans are playing at home. I don't see how you go ahead and lose to Jacksonville. However, I didn't think Jacksonville was going to beat Washington either. Crazier things have happened. This NFL season is weird. I would go ahead and say that the Titans win this game 30-14. That is going to be my prediction on that. Now, 
the Chiefs and the Raiders. I think that because the Raiders want to keep their playoff hopes alive, Kansas City has been playing very iffy at home as of late. I trust Kansas City's defense. I don't trust their offense. I think that the Raiders are going to win in a shootout, and it'll be a, hmm, let's see, 27-24 ball game. I would go ahead and trust Derek Carr right now as opposed to Patrick Mahomes. I think that Josh Jacobs is going to have a great game on Sunday. All right. The Saints and the Jets. I don't like how the Saints have been playing. And I just have a gut feeling. I have a hunch this week that the Jets are going to go ahead and play somewhat well, if not well enough to win. I got the Jets winning 14 or excuse me, 17 to 14 against the Saints. Now, Zach Wilson will have a okay day. I think that the defense for the Jets are going to step up. I don't like how Taysom Hill looks, and I really don't want to trust Trevor Simeon in a certain spot. The New Orleans defense should go ahead and hold the Jets down, but again, you never know. The New Orleans Saints are favored by five and a half points. The Jets are at home. I think that the Jets pick up a home win. Washington and Dallas. Now, Dallas is favored by four and a half right now. Dak Prescott has been playing iffy. uh, Antonio Gibson has been playing out of his mind for Washington as of late. Taylor Heineke has been playing very well. The defense has been doing what they need to. But C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, you know, those weapons come back. Washington versus Dallas is going to be interesting. I'm going to take Washington in this one. And I think that the division in the NFC East gets a little bit tighter. I think that Washington comes away with the win. They go to 7-6. and six, And the Cowboys fall to 8-5. and five. Washington's just one of those teams you got to look out for. They're on a hot streak right now. And I don't think it ends when they get home against the Cowboys. The Falcons versus the Panthers. These are two teams that still have their playoff hopes alive. I don't necessarily trust either team to make the playoffs, if I'm being honest with you. I think that Matt Ryan and the Falcons find a way to beat Carolina. I think Cordero Patterson Patterson is having a season for the ages as far as receiving and rushing the football. Matt Ryan, in my opinion, even though he doesn't look it, he's still one of the elites. I believe I would go ahead and I'd put him as a top 10 quarterback. And that being said, I'd put him at like number 10. Carolina, I don't know what's going on with their quarterback situation. It's Sam Darnold. It's, you know, um, PJ Walker. It's Cam Newton. I don't know what the deal is. Carolina is favored by two and a half in that game. But I trust the Falcons away on the road than I do Carolina. Now, the Seahawks and the Texans. I don't know what to make of the Seahawks, but I know that the Seahawks are going to get a win here. The Seahawks, surprisingly, are still in the playoff hunt. The Texans have a very interesting situation going on at quarterback with Davis Mills. Um, you know, they it's is he going to play? Is he not? Tyrod Taylor goes ahead. Is he going to play well? Is he not going to play well? Tyrod Taylor will give you like five to seven games where he's good throughout the year. 
and then the rest you can kind of flip a coin. Davis Mills is still young. He still has to develop, but I just don't see Davis Mills as that guy. Russell Wilson can go ahead and expose the Texans' defense. I think that Tyler Lockett will have a really good game. I I, I don't know. I, I, I think that the Seahawks will win this game, but we are going to have to see. I would go ahead and say that the Seahawks win in a in a big way. I would sit, go ahead and put them at like a 24-7 to 7 win over the Texans. The Broncos and the Lions. Broncos at home for that game. Lions coming off the Super Bowl win. <laughs> the Lions coming off a very, very big win against Minnesota. They, you know, are, they played very good in that game. The Lions are the best 1-10-1 team in the NFL, considering they're the only 1-10-1 team in the NFL. But I think that the Lions are... You know, they'll give they'll give the Broncos a fight. Denver is favored in by 10 in that game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver wins by at least or at most seven and at least three. I I, I just something about the Lions, man. They they play hard and they play very well, especially against some pretty decent teams. I don't know what I'm going to get out of Teddy Bridgewater. He's, again, one of those veteran guys that you go ahead and you look and you say, yeah, he's he's a guy that'll give you five to seven games really good, and then you just can't get anything out of it. So I would take the Broncos in this one too, but only by a three-point score at the very least. Now we move on to the Giants and the Chargers. I got the Chargers winning this game against the Giants. Justin Herbert is going to go off as he has all year, pretty much. And the thing is, is that Justin Herbert has games where he looks like Justin Herbert, like that kid who is a prodigal son. He looks freaking amazing. And then you have kid times where Justin Herbert just looks like a guy. He looks, you know, all right. I think Austin Eckler especially is going to have a great game. I think that he's going to rush for a good amount of yards against the Giants. I wouldn't be surprised if he has over 100 in that game. I think that the Chargers will go ahead and put up 30 on the Giants. I don't trust that Giants defense. We'll see what happens, but I trust the Chargers a lot more, and I trust them to move to 8-5 and five on the year. Now, the 49ers and the Bengals. 49ers just got off of a stinker against Seattle. The Bengals just got done getting blown back by the Chargers. I think that the Bengals bounce back. Good teams find a way to bounce back. This will be a great game, I think. Debo Samuel is one of the best receivers in the league. He plays for San Francisco. Joe Mixon, who plays for Cincinnati, is one of the best rushers in the league. When it comes to quarterbacks, though, I would take Joe Burrow over Jimmy Garoppolo. I got the Bengals winning by 10 in that game. However, the betting line is that San Francisco is one-and-a-half-point favorites. So I would still take the Bengals. I think the Bengals bounce back. I think they move to 8-5 and five and make the AFC North a lot more interesting. The Bills and the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is 5-0 and oh at home, and that's who they're playing this year. And the Bills are 4-2 and two on the road. The Buccaneers came off a convincing win, and the Bills came off of a, well... You know, <laughs> the Bills were all right in that game. They 
didn't play necessarily well, but they also had the wind against them and stuff like that. It was 55 miles per hour winds against the Patriots. They lost 14 to 10. Josh Allen didn't look like Josh Allen in that game. When it comes to quarterbacks, I would take Tom Brady over Josh Allen with Chris Godwin and all that. The Buccaneers are, are favored by three and a half. But the way that I go ahead and I look at this is that I would not be surprised if the Bills win this game and bring the Bucks down to nine and four while the Bills move to eight and five. I'm actually going to personally take the Bills on this. I think the Bills win by three. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Our Sunday night game of the week are the Packers and the Bears at Lambeau Field. This is going to be a blowout. (laughs) Nine times out of ten, you go ahead and you watch rivalry games play out very well. They are very competitive. However, Green Bay has yet to lose at Lambeau. The Bears are terrible on the road. You'll go ahead and you'll see Green Bay just light the Chicago defense up. The defense has struggled. I do not see how the Bears have any competition whatsoever against the Packers. I actually have the Packers winning by 24. um, Or not 24, 21, excuse me. I have them winning by three touchdowns. I have them winning... uh, What do I have as the score? Uh, 28 to seven. That is the score that I have them as. I think that the Packers are just going to embarrass Chicago. David Montgomery will have a decent game. Justin Fields is coming back off of a rib injury. We'll see what happens with that. Our Monday night game is going to be a good one. And it's the Rams and the Cardinals. This for me is going to decide who is going to win your division. If the Cardinals win, I go ahead and I say that that division is wrapped up. You don't got to worry about it. The Cardinals are favored two and a half points. If the Rams win, they have a legitimate shot at that position. The Cardinals right now are 10 and two. The Rams are eight and four. I'm going to take the Cardinals on this one by three. I think that the Cardinals are going to outplay the Rams. I don't trust the Rams like I did at the beginning of the year. The Cardinals just have too high-powered of an offense. Kyler Murray is going to look like Kyler Murray. D-Hop, you just can't defend him. A.J. Green, I want to say, is going to perform well, but I thought the same thing against Green Bay when they lost to them. The Rams, Matt Stafford has not looked like Matt Stafford. He's looked like Detroit Matt Stafford, so does he bounce back? Cooper Cup, even though he leads the league in receiving yards for receivers, obviously, I think that he's going to go ahead and be X'd out. They're going to have to try going to other people. Odell Beckham, I don't trust at all when it comes to that. So I would go ahead and put Arizona in that game as the victor. The teams on a bye will be the Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, and the Eagles. NFL Week 14, that is that is a going to be a very fun week, I feel like. So I cannot wait what happens in week 15. And with that said, that is the podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifications so you do not miss another episode. Enjoy your weekend of football. Hopefully you have a great, great weekend. I know I'm certainly going to. 
and I will see you on the other side. Thank you.